Hi, this is your host, Michelle Denson. Thank you for tuning in to the Collected Identity Podcast. This is episode three, and I want to start off by saying thank you to all of those of you who have tuned in to the last few episodes, and thank you so much for DMing me, uh, sending me messages and likes, and letting me know that this is a good thing, so... It makes me feel really good. It makes me feel like I need to keep going and I really appreciate all of you. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about how I started to make the changes in my lifestyle. And then also, if I have time getting into sort of what I've done for my family to sort of move them into the same lifestyle. I think it's really important. I think one of the things that most people struggle with today, and I know that I struggled with it as well, is just like, where do you start? I realize that not everyone is suffering from chronic illness. So you may not be able to completely identify with all of the symptoms in my exact journey. But what I find is a common thread is that some people do have some symptoms that you know, they either eat food and they feel a certain way or they're just constantly tired, like really intense fatigue, lack of motivation. Maybe they have a bit of anxiety. You're just feeling stressed out. I mean, there's just so many things that could be going on that are so common that also a lot of us, I think we just kind of accept that it's how you feel and it's maybe how your body is or you know, just it's the way that you have to feel because of, you know, the stresses, the exterior kind of stresses in your life. And I'm here to tell you that there are ways to cope that can help alleviate some of that. And I think that it starts with diet because and health, overall health. And I think that diet and health go hand in hand. And when I say health, it's not just like not having disease in your body. It's also having you know, love and mindfulness and a sense of spirituality and the ability and the desire to treat your body well and treat it as a sanctuary. And I'm the first to tell you that I did not do that. I did not do that for many, many years. I don't think that I realized until now that I was so self-destructive and I think part of it I thought was just part of my being young and my youth and and wanting to party and eat whatever the hell I wanted because why not? You live once, right? Fuck it. Eat what you want. And there are many times that that person creeps into my mind even still now and is like, fuck this. Eat ice cream. Eat a cheeseburger. Blah, blah, blah. Eat a steak. And I think that's totally normal. I think when you've eaten a certain way and and lived your life a certain way for most of of your life, it's very difficult to not hear those voices and not have those thoughts. And those thoughts are completely okay. And I also want to say to you, when I started this in the very beginning, I was still giving in to those thoughts. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to set out and do this. And I'm going to do this like, full throttle like I'm in I'm going in and that's also part of my personality and I realize that that is not part of everyone's personality some people need like 
to dip a toe in and see how it feels and then maybe stick the full foot in up to the ankle and then they're going to get knee deep, you know, in a month. And I am here to support you in whatever capacity you need to go and make changes in your life for. Like it is not, it's not easy. So let me start by saying that when I started this journey, I started with the celery juice. That was the first thing that I brought into my life. And when I brought the celery juice in, I had a Vitamix, which is probably one of my most valued possessions at this point. My Vitamix, my juicer, and then my bed, <laughs> as far as possessions go. Um, I couldn't function without either one of them. And they're so important to supporting my lifestyle at this point. I know they're very expensive. Juicers can be very expensive. Vitamixes can be very expensive. So you don't need the top of the line, of course. You can start out with a a blender and make it happen. And you can also start out with like a really simple, regular, somewhat inexpensive juicer and also make it happen. Or you can just use a blender for everything and strain um, through nut bags so that you can get rid of the pulp and then that way you're only investing in one thing so whatever works for you is what you should do but I started with the Vitamix and I was like okay I'm doing the celery thing I had to kind of figure out how to even make the juice because it's not really that simple when you don't have a juicer and never used a juicer before so I was like okay I have to wash the celery. The celery needs to be organic. I mean, if at all possible, if you're going to go on this journey and you want to bring the celery juice in, you should try when your budget allows to have organic celery juice. If you can't get organic organic celery, it's totally fine to buy conventional. But what I will say is make sure you wash the hell out of it because you're not, we're not sure if it's not organic and it's not, it doesn't say like the official USDA organic stamp on it. It means that it could still possibly have been sprayed with herbicides and pesticides, which are highly toxic and they are known carcinogens. So that just means that they can cause and will cause cancer over time. So knowing that if you can't afford the organic, it's good Two things you can do is get like a plastic bin, submerge the celery in the bin, use a very gentle, no fragrance um, dishwasher. So I use seventh generation because that's in through my research, the one that I've chosen that to be super clean and, and healthy and all that. I have heard about cleaning it um, if you're getting non-organic with um, baking soda and a drop of uh, white vinegar. So that's another way to, to clean off, um, to get rid of some of the pesticides, but you really need to thoroughly wash the celery. I still wash my organic celery because I don't know where it's coming from. At the end of the day, it's not coming from my friend's farm that I know has organic soil that is not spraying. Um, I don't know the exact source, so I'm trusting the USDA stamp to to mean what it says and be organic. So I still give it a, a good wash and I use the dish soap. 
if you're getting the non-organic, I would use the baking soda white vinegar method. And I know it sounds like a lot, but I'm telling you, the minute you start investing in your body, you are going to change your life. It's that simple. And I know that sounds really like, wow, that's like a big thing, Michelle. Come on, really? Like, oh, wow, you're going to change your life. Because the effects of what you put in your body are profound. And I guess I never really understood that. And I can't, I can only tell you that when you do it, you will know what I'm saying. I want to get an army of people together and we're all going to take over the world and change the vibe on earth. (laughs) So people can be happier. People can be more of their authentic selves. People can lighten their stress load. They can feel less toxic and they can feel more loving to one another because we've really gotten so distanced and it's it's hard it's definitely really hard so I get off on tangents and I will apologize for that so I'm gonna go back to the celery juice so that we can get on that so after you rinse it whichever kind you purchase you can put it into a blender and blend it up and then if you have a blender like a Vitamix you can strain it through a nut bag when you're making nut milk they sell these get them on Amazon, get them at the grocery store, wherever, the dollar store. And you just have to strain the pulp, the juice out from the pulp so that you are left with a really clean version of the juice itself. And the goal is to drink at least 16 ounces a day, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And this information, I know I mentioned it before, is coming straight from Anthony William, the medical medium. And if you're interested in finding out more, I highly recommend you purchase Liver Rescue, which is one of his books. You get on um, his Instagram page at Medical Medium and you tune into his podcast. Because when I made this transition, the first step that I made was the celery juice. I hadn't changed my diet beyond the celery juice in the first few weeks. That was the first step. I was like, can I commit to this? Are there results? Is it worth it? All of that. And while I started the celery juice, I immersed myself in his podcast and in his books so that I could start surrounding myself with him as an expander and his information and and basically like as support so that I could feel like I could I can do this I had his voice literally talking in my head in my car wherever I was whenever I had a moment of downtime to listen to his voice telling me from the source why this is going to help me why I needed to do it. And that was so helpful to me because it literally like imprinted on my brain all of the reasons why I needed to be drinking celery juice. And and then also at the same time taking the no foods out of my diet. And the no foods for anyone who is not familiar are dairy, eggs, pork, canola oil, and dairy eggs, canola oil, pork. Oh my God, I'm forgetting. And gluten. Oh my God. Hello, gluten. So those are the five things to avoid. Now, if you notice, meat is not on that list. So you're totally able to still eat meat. 
the deal is with meat is that it should be from, you know, a clean source, organic, grass-fed, all of that. It does matter. It does. I know a lot of people walk around like, oh, who cares, whatever, whatever. If you do your research and you find out the difference, it's a huge difference. It really, it, it, it really does matter how they're treated, how they're fed, so that you know what type of meat you're getting. Now, the deal with meat is it's considered a fat. And when you are trying to clean out your body, to in turn clean out your mind and bring more happiness and love and light to yourself and to those around you. You have to lower the fats in your body and you have to detox your liver. And the only way to detox your liver is to get rid of a high fat diet and to start bringing more fruit, vegetables, raw fruit and vegetables and juice, herbal teas, healthy vitamins into your, into your system and into your body. That being said, I am not a doctor. I'm not even a nutritionist. I'm just a, a human being that has been on a health journey and, a, and finding my way with my own wellness and I'm just sharing tips that have worked for me and the sources that I found this information out from. And this is like a rabbit hole. So once you, once you dive in, it's never ending. And it's really incredible because the more information that you get about all of this, about, you know, a more holistic approach to living is it just backs up why you're doing it. And that's what his podcast did for me. They were just the way for me to realize like, yes, I had those symptoms and this is where they're coming from. Yes, if I eat, I noticed that when I was eating more of whatever he was talking about that day, example would be like wild blueberries. I was feeling more clear minded. I was feeling like I had 10 times more energy than I had in the past. I can't say enough about how diet affects mental health it just does and I don't know if I was living under a rock or something I have no idea I I just never connected the two and I think that it's part of how it was raised it's also part of like the school system there's no place for that it's not taught it certainly wasn't taught in my school you know upbringing my my childhood in any capacity so I I had to stumble upon the information a lot later in life and then get more versed on it. I know some people are brought up in families where this is just how you are raised. It's cultural. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, may have been infused for you. And that's amazing. You're 10 steps ahead of the game if that's the case. But I was 100% brought up on the standard American diet and also using Western medicine and doctors to give me guidance on my health and well-being. And I can tell you that that is no longer my approach at all. And it is no longer my approach for my, my child and my family. So let me see. Getting back to diet 
and making the changes. I think that the easiest way is to decide. The easiest way to start is to decide what you feel like doesn't make you feel good, doesn't serve you anymore. So the first step I would advise if I can give advice based on my journey is to really just start paying attention to your body and how you feel after you eat certain food. So if journaling is a thing that you're into, do it. It's something that I have brought into my life. Uh, I actually realize now that I've been doing it since I was a child and I was like a big, I was a big diary person as a kid. Like I loved writing in my diary. I don't even know where all of them are now, but they'd be probably pretty amazing to read. But uh, I've always liked making lists. I've always liked journaling and it's always been a way for me to express myself and get my thoughts out, my feelings, and also sort of be able to be objective of my own emotions. Once I get it on paper, I I like to kind of look back at it a few days later and, and kind of revisit and let that kind of sit with me so that I can better understand myself and and where I where I'm at so I would start keeping track I mean you may even already know how certain things make you feel I never ever digested dairy well it just wasn't a a type of food that ever really agreed with me for the last like 15 years so that was an easy one for me to know that I should get rid of it my my mind had been telling me or my, I shouldn't say that, my body, my stomach, my digestive tract had been telling me for years, dairy is not good for your body. But I, in my mind, was like, I like dairy. I want to eat it. Everyone else gets to eat it. So I'm eating it too. I should have been listening to my body. Our bodies are so fucking intelligent. They know so much more than our minds do. Our minds are constantly in an egoic state and our egos jump in to, to, they get hurt very easily. I feel like our egos have a lot of pride and your ego will constantly downplay what your body says. So really try to listen. And I think a fast way to get there is to start just writing it down so that you can see facts on paper. Because the next thing I would recommend is starting some sort of sitting with yourself practice, meaning yes, meditation, but some people aren't ready for meditation. I know I had a really difficult time shutting my brain off when I started to try to meditate And because I'm a Virgo and I want to do things perfectly, I was like, this isn't working and I can't do it. And now I'm frustrated. I'm never going to do it again. So that wasn't going to work for me. So I needed to start by just sitting. Darkness helped to quiet my mind. So I would sit in the dark alone in a space that I felt safe and comfortable and that felt really relaxing to me. And I would sit for like five minutes at a time. And just try to like breathe, just breathe, that's it. And try not to think about how I needed to be meditating because I really didn't even know what meditating was. 
I just knew that I wasn't probably doing it while my mind was racing. <laughs> so I was like, clearly this isn't meditation because I feel actually more anxious after because I feel like I'm not doing it correctly. So sit with yourself in the dark, get clear about how your body feels on a daily basis. And honestly, now that I say that, I'm like, maybe that's the first place to start. Maybe journaling isn't for you and writing things down isn't for you. Fine. Make notes on your phone. Whatever it, whatever is your method is what you need to do. Follow yourself and your body. But the key is start paying attention. Start paying attention now. Start paying attention today. And every single time you feel something that doesn't feel right, that triggers either pain or terrible digestion, or you feel extremely tired, just observe it. Observe that it's happening. Write it down if you think you're going to forget. And maybe in a week's time, you'll see a pattern. And patterns are super helpful to kind of uncode and decode what's going on with your body. And you can little by little start doing tests. See if you remove, let's use dairy again or eggs as an example. One of those food groups from your, from your daily routine or your every other day routine and if you start to feel a little bit better or a little bit less of whatever that symptom is. I can tell you right now, I had removed diet, uh, dairy and gluten when I, I like how I called it, gluten, gluten. Um, I had removed dairy and gluten after I had had my son because it was recommended to me by my doctor when I was nursing my son was having a reaction from me eating dairy. And he was literally pooping green poop with blood. Which was absolutely terrifying as a new mom. He was like weeks old. And now when I think back on on that, when I think about like your child who's been alive for four weeks, body is rejecting dairy so much that he's pooping green with blood is definitely a sign that it shouldn't be going in his body. Now, mind you, I didn't know that it was necessarily from the dairy. When I asked the pediatrician, you know, what is going on? The first thing she said was he may have a dairy allergy. Now, this is a whole other topic of, you know, I think it's just a, a, um, it's a, it's a topic that has a lot of emotion behind it. And I'm not here to upset anyone and tell you that you shouldn't feed your child dairy. Again, I'm here for you in whatever you want to do in your life that works for you. However, there's a ton of research out there that points to dairy not being something that our bodies is supposed to digest and it's very difficult for us to break down and my son having this reaction immediately is case in point for me to show that you know his body couldn't digest it at that point 
And it's interesting because I brought him for allergy, quote unquote, allergy testing later because I was advised. And they're like, oh, he doesn't have a milk allergy. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. He's still never going to eat milk. His body was telling him and me at four weeks old that he shouldn't have it. So I'm tuning in because at this point, at that point, and now, you know, my communication with him at four weeks old was just what I saw. So anyway, start paying attention to what your body is telling you that you need. There's this whole theory of intuitive eating, and I 100% support that. So I think that for right now, let's leave it at starting to tune into your body, feel all of the feelings that you have, try to end your day with maybe five minutes of silence, it doesn't, don't think of it as it has to be this meditation thing that's sometimes can be very difficult. Just silence. That's it. Stillness. If being in the dark helps, do that. And just start listening to your body and clearing your mind. That is my first advice to all of you. It really helps. It also helps if you had a really stressful day and... I will say like I am having a hard time with all of the things in the world right now, all of the pressure, you know, being able to keep up with what everyone else is doing, posting all of these perfect lives being shown to us on the internet. I mean, it's just not real and my whole life. I don't do well with liars. I don't do well with things that aren't logical. And I don't do well with being fake. And I just never have. My mother had told me since I was young, everyone's going to know how you feel based on your face. So you need, you're going to need to work on that. You're going to need to, to fix your face so that people don't can't read your emotions. And... There is some truth in that, of course. So thank you, Mom. I've developed a bit more of a poker face when I absolutely need it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's me. And that's who I've been since a child. And I, I'm i here to say that, you know, whoever you were as a child is who you naturally are supposed to be. And so make sure that you're being true to yourself, that you're taking the time to listen to what your body needs, that you are being clear on your intentions, and that you're starting to pay attention to those little details in your life that are taking joy away from your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode and I look forward to hearing from all of you. If you enjoyed this, if this was helpful, please send me a message. Um, Please hit 
like, please share if you think this would be helpful for someone else. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Bye.